our DT systems, the Rap 1400 or 1400 if you like doing it that way, but it's the Rap 1400. It's a collar that is super reliable, ready to rock, and it's super handy because you can hold it in your hand while you're shooting your shotgun during duck season. So it's a cool unit for you and your dog come hunting season so that you've got control over any situation. Anything the dog throws at you during the hunt is right there, easy and accessible. Bingo, bango, bongo. If you don't want that one, check out the H. 201820. It's the DT Systems and it's dog tested, dog tough. Hashtag man's best kennel. It's Gunner Kennels, baby. It's a kit. We had Addison on the, the podcast, a phenomenal dude, always innovating our industry. And one of the things that he brought up is it's a kit. It's not just the kennel itself. You've got the fan 2.0 for your summer, right? Like it's hot out. We got to keep that dog cool. In wintertime, you got the all weather kit. Keeps that poor body temperature in there so the dog doesn't have to work as hard to stay warm. They also have the magnetic door accessory that keeps that body temperature in there. And then the straps. Everybody thinks like, oh, I'll just go to Home Depot and get the cheapo straps. Well, listen, they developed these straps so that basically you can lift a VW bug with the two straps. So if you were to get in a car accident on the way to the duck blind or the training grounds, that dog is going to be beyond strapped and stay safe. Check it out. Gunner Kennels, baby. Slide in the DMs. We'll hook you up. All right. Our number one asked question is revolving around Force fetch. Whether your dog drops the bumper or duck at the edge of the water, or you failed a few hunt tests because the dog monkeys with the birds or won't pick up a bird, let me help you help your dog. Bunch of different breeds, bunch of different personalities, start to finish, teaching you how to do it. Links in the description. Bobby, hurry down the chimney tonight. A boom. Welcome. Ho, ho, ho. Tis the season. I'm a deck those halls, baby. <laughs> uh. I'm going to shake your tree down. I'm going to trim it. I'm going to trim that tree. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy New Year. You Is thought we were going to skip a Christmas episode. No, nah, we got you covered. Nope. Ho, ho. Ho. Baby. We got a fun episode ahead. It's just going to be me and Kevin on this one, and we're going to talk about Christmas wish list, what we're thankful for, and all I want for Christmas is you. But first, we're going to talk about that Patreon patrons, the community. We appreciate you all. This is something that we are truly, truly thankful for is all of you guys that have jumped on Patreon over the last few months, last year, really, and joined our community. It's like buying Kevin and me a beer. Just think about it like that. If we've answered your question here on the podcast or our Q&A on Instagram or you slid into the DMs and we've helped you or given you a quick tip or you've seen a video and you're like, dang, that was awesome. I'm going to do that. Just slide onto Patreon and you get a ton of behind the scenes, never before seen, and happy hours with us, and, and it's just a cool community with, with good stuff. Jump on patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck, out for Lone Duck Outfitters. How about that whiskey drink? Thank you. Well, Santa's got some rosy cheeks up, up in here. <laughs> and uh, jump on that. So uh, patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. Dang, I did it again. We good. Rolling on. You can but baby. <laughs> The food that fuels the truck alone, duck. You've heard it all year. We're going to let it ride because this is the Christmas episode, so we're going to rip through them. Gunner Kennels, Man's Best Kennel, Dogtra. Da, 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 da. No, I'm kidding. We should do it right because we're thankful for them too. Right, Kevin? He just gave me an eye roll like you're a son of a... So, yeah. Gunner Kennels, they've come out with a bunch of new products for 2021. The water dish that's super easy, well-designed, and the cart rolly wheels. Don't know the technical term yet. I haven't looked at it. Other than on there. Maybe a roller. Roller. Kennel roller. All I know I is it's, it's ingenious. 
there's so the the kennels are heavy duty and they're obviously you know tough to lug around slap some wheels on there rolling and, and we be rolling hating into dog tra e collars baby dog tree collars i always want to say man's best e-collar but that's just because i always do it after gunner it's make every dog exceptional and i appreciate that and i do that every day with the edge rt or the 1900s you can find them at loneduckoutfitters.com next up trigger grills smoke them if you got them get those meats it's christmas season you know it's a little bit bigger of a purchase I get that, but this tis the season to splurge a little and smoke them if you got them. Put it on your Christmas list. Get the old wife or your hubby to go a little deep into the pockets and get you a Traeger. It's 2022. Jump on the pellet train, smoke them if you got them. Next up, shoot or shoot. Jump on the pellet train. Ooh, yeah. Send it to them. Tell them we'll just take, you know, 10%. (laughs) Next up, Kent. Cartridge. Shooter shoot, baby. Now, you know we shoot. That mmm, bismuth. I added the sniff. I didn't. I don't know why. It's Christmas. I just felt funny about it. But I like it. I might add the sniff. So now you gotta when you tag <laughs> Kent, you have to go mmm, sniff, sniff, bismuth. No, anyways, great ammo. It has been putting the duck. When I've gotten lucky enough to get out duck hunting, it's been putting a hurt on them. So. Shooter shoot, baby. And lastly, Waypoint Outdoor Collective. In tune with you, you in tune with us. All right. I feel like I need a little more jingle bells in me. Get the mojo going. Are you an eggnog guy? No. I don't know if I trust people who are. You can't. uh You like eggnog? No. Oh, yeah. You're saying you don't trust people who like eggnog. Yeah, I just, you can't. I don't know. It, it's that's gross. It reminds me of the if I drink it, it's like when I eat oatmeal. It's like I'm. No, it's not good. No, no thanks. No, I'm not an egg drinking eggnog, eggnog right now. I'm just gonna drink a bush. I'm gonna drink a bush light. And right now, one of my good clients and buddies got me. Oh, uh, I don't remember what it's called. Wild Turkey Rare Breed. It's a rye, 112 proof. So if the podcast gets even squirrelier, you'll know why. But it's all in good. It's just rare. When they say the Christmas spirit, they mean spirits like a liquor. I think. They do now. Like wine and spirits. Christmas spirits. That's a rare breed now. Bingo, bango, bongo. All right, Kevin. Let's kick off the show. And we're going to bring it home into a a little... let's, Let's touch our emotional side. You know... Thanksgiving was just a month ago. Sat around the dinner table. I'm going to say Christmas table. Dinner it's table. Christmas Eve too. And we went around a little bit and said what we're all thankful for. And I'm pretty sure everybody said they were thankful for me. Um, it wasn't at Thanksgiving. That's right. You're right. And I forgot you weren't there. Right, because I wasn't there. The so, kids all did that, though. There's mm-hmm. no way they said that they were thankful for you. That's okay. No. They were going to have Uncle Kevin carve the turkey. They know who knows how to carve carve birds. S- that I shot, usually. So they are going to have Uncle Kevin. He wins. He gets to carve the tree. Or the... Tr- carve the turkey. Turkey. And my sister goes, uh, girls, um, Uncle Kevin can't can't come. And they're like, oh, my God. Like... It completely, they are not, uh, they're young, seven and five and, and almost six, right? So they're not like logical. So they're like, well, who's going to do it then if Kevin's not coming? We already agreed that Kevin's doing it. And they're like, well, what are we going to do, mom? <laughs> Kevin's not coming. Who's covering the tree or the, the turkey? And, and Kelly's like, well, your Uncle Bobby can do it. And they're like, well, <sighs> but Uncle Kevin it, we wrote it on a card that Uncle Kevin is going to carve it. And so on my card that says, Uncle Bobby wins carving the turkey, it, you can see them erase in pencil Kevin <laughs> and write Bobby. So, I, yeah. So, but anyways, we went around the table. Let's bring this home and, and said what we were thankful for. Um, in, in life, 
I would say I'm super thankful that another year has gone by and our family's been been healthy. You know, uh, I think our like, you know, respectfully, like our grandma's had a little bit of a tough go about a year and a half, two years ago. My grandpa had a tough go, but they're still here with us and doing all right. Yep. Our parents are healthy as can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I survived the COVIDs with uh, quite unscathed. Relatively. I mean, I can't say turkey and, Chris- and and tree. I keep saying the same thing, but carve the tree. But, uh, you know, we, we've been blessed with, with some health, and I think that's important. And, and I think if anybody whose family hasn't been blessed like that and have gone through that, you know, they probably – would reflect when everybody is healthy, like, oh, my gosh, how lucky we are. So right. I'm super thankful, you know, that we don't have to worry about that right now because there will be a year where we won't be able to say that, I'm sure. Um, I'm thankful for the people that work here at the Lone D. I've had you had a, a good crew. I have a really great crew of... I don't like calling them employees. No, I don't do that. That's too, like, formal. It's douchey, quite frankly. Um, they work with me. We yeah. all work together here to get the job done and take good care of the animals, make everybody's life easier, and we have fun and we laugh and we bust our ass. And um, quite frankly, I, I, I don't remember what it's like doing it all by myself. And No, that's not true. I do. But it has been, it has allowed me to have a little bit more life outside of the dog stuff. It's allowed me to do different little business ventures and have a little bit more brain capacity during my day to do other things. Um, and quite honestly, they're just great people to be around. If you got to work all day long, every day, seven days a week, to have people you enjoy being around is something I'm super thankful for. Um, I'm thankful for everybody that listens to this and follows on Instagram. I know that's kind of corny. No, but but I know what you mean by that. But it it is a real community. Like our Patreon crew and the happy hours, we have so much fun on that. Yeah. And like everybody's jazzed up. We have a good time. Yes. It's like it grows every two weeks we do it. And every couple, you know, every time we do it, you know, we'll start off with 15 people get to show up out of, you know, a good amount, but, you know, 15 people. And then all of a sudden it's 20 and 25 and 30 and 35. And we've got like a, a biweekly crew that carves time out away from their family and work and whatnot to like have a couple beers, talk dogs, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But like just, just the crew that listens to this and, you know, has a question on Instagram and it's like, love the podcast, Bob and Kevin. You know, I started all the way from, I found you recently and started all the way from the beginning. Like that stuff motivates me and, and tells me that we're doing something cool and having fun doing it. I'm thankful for you, buddy, that you and your family comes here weekly to my house to podcast night and we get to have dinner together and play with your son, Jack, and, you know, spend more quality time than probably most brothers get to do. Most brothers probably see each other once at a month Christmas. or at Christmas or have to travel to see them. And, you know, I get to see a weekly. So I'm really thankful for that. I'm well, think- you dug into this way more emotionally than I did. I told you I was going to get deep. This is a yeah. Christmas spirit, bud. Yeah, My man. Christmas spirits here. Hold on one second. Sleigh bells ring. Oh, it's, I just got a little burn. <laughs> Can't really slurp <laughs> it like that. Kind of hit you yeah, a little no, bit. Um, I'm thankful for my dogs. You know, the Master National crew kicked butt. Um, I've got a group of clients and dogs that are just, like, super fun to train. Not everybody, not every dog is, like, your most favorite. And that's something that maybe, you know, not to digress, but, you know, when you've got 30-something dogs, somebody's going to be like, man, eh, he's all right. He's a good boy. But but when you got 28 out of 30, you're like, this son of a gun's awesome. Let's get that guy out. Let's go. Let's go. It's really motivating and fun to do it. And I've had years in, in my business where not every dog is like that. And we have a majority that's just a blast to train and pull it's out every cool. day. It's pretty cool. And are talented. And they might be, learn, you know, they're all at different stages of right. their learning career. 
but but they're like go-getters and and just thrive to have fun doing their job and and that makes training them more fun why do you think you have a trailer full of dogs like that now because in the past sometimes i'd you know come oh, hang shoot, out man. and do stuff and you'd be like yeah, yeah, I have like, right now. yeah, I got a little bit of a rough crew out. Ragtag. Or like, you know, <laughs> truthfully, dude, some dogs like have accidents a bunch. And you're like, yeah. this son of a bee hasn't not peed they in just the do do- it. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, you know, and you get tired of them. But no, I just got a good group of hardworking dogs. I'm uh, They're well-bred. You know, clients are figuring out how to buy nice dogs. And I don't know. We're we're really really lucky on that front. I'm I'm thankful for all our friends, all across the country. You know, we drove all the way to Idaho, and I saw friends from Washington and California and Virginia and Georgia and South Carolina and Texas and Missouri and Kentucky and Alabama, and we all come together, and it's like these these people are tr- best friends is like a rare term that probably people would be like, I got three best friends in my life. Well, I can tell you two of my best friends shared a room with me out in Idaho, you know, Blaine and Oliver. I talk to them every day, you know, um, Mary and Trish. They're some of my best friends. They care for me. If I asked them to drive up to New York, I need their help. They'd be in a truck right now driving to us. Anyways, I'm just dropping names, but there's, Tons of folks, like, for my buddy Mickey, like, comes and trains with me, like, a bunch, um, helps throw birds, you know, we had a broken window in my barn, I show up, he's fixing it, you know, just, there's, there's, I'm so lucky to have great people in my life that, uh, that are our friends, man, and so I'm thankful for them too, and, you know. That's that. What about you? I, I rambled on about what I'm thankful for. Go for it. You're about to read a list because you don't have the heart to no. give it to you from the heart. Come on, no, man. No, I, I did make a list, though, and mine was uh, some of the great traditions that we have. Uh, I My most favorite tradition that we have is uh, our Christmas Eve grouse hunt. We've been doing that for a few years now. We get skunked every time. I think it's because we go to a bad spot every time, and I kind of don't want to like give up on it. Like I feel like some year we'll drop a grouse out of that spot. No, we're going to a different spot this time. But I also feel but like it, we're going to a new a, spot this time. Right, we're going to a new I'm spot. I'm excited. But when we go, if we show up, like these are non-plowed uh, roads, and so if we get dumped on, you might pull up to where you really want to go, and there's a five-foot snowbank there, and you can't get back there. So that, that parlays a, a big piece of our troubles, but... But, yeah, I think we're going to get a grouse this year. I mean, I know I'll hit one. Now you just, like, jinx the whole thing. But I do. That is my favorite. Uh, That is my favorite tradition that we have, and it is a lot of fun. Uh, It's just awesome. It's a great. We usually have a nice little breakfast drink after our our hike out through the woods. Yeah. Sitting on the tailgate and having a good time and pet the dogs and ease into the holiday the right way. It's awesome. Is that all you're thankful for? That was what I'm thankful for. You had a new son this year. Ooh. <laughs> Go on, say you're thankful for him. Yeah, no, very thankful for him. He's a good <laughs> little boy. And, uh, man, and our, not that most people don't care, but our pediatrician's a client and good friend as well. Oh. Uh, sitting there talking dogs, and he was telling me about all the cool guns he's been using to go hunting this year. And forgot that the baby was on the table doing for our thing. Jack rolled off the table. No, he was fine. And uh, he's retiring. He wants to do a little bit more dog training with Uncle Bob. So that was kind of a cool little uh, thing, too. So uh, all the fun stuff we've done with Lone Duck has, you know, uh, built a lot of good friendships. And it's, it's something to be thankful for. It's very cool. Man, uh couldn't agree couldn't agree more um all right next segment i appreciate things you're not thankful for no i appreciate that you uh kept it short and sweet forgot your son and he won't listen to this yeah i'll tell him (laughs) i'll tell him um 
Next segment, future hunting trips. And this is like a Santa's wish list, if you will, right? Bucket, so this isn't list. anything, yeah, Duck this isn't list. anything we're planned. Um, but future hunting trip, if Santa came uh, down the chimney and he... With a plane ticket? Or, or, or uh, a lodge or uh, a state or a duck. And he said... Oh, Kevin. Oh, oh, oh. Hang on. You got to restart that, Santa. Oh, oh, oh. Kevin, you've been such a good boy this year. Santa's like going... got a, almost an Irish twang. <laughs> such a good boy this year. I, oh, what a lad. He's such a good lad, bud. Bud. I just added my own bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 Kevin. Sit on my lap there, Kevin. And we're going to talk about how good you've been. I'd like to grant you one place <laughs> to go kill a duck. Wherever you desire, Kevin, you uh, shall go. I'm sure everybody listening has put a lot of thought into a question like this before. I know I Maybe have. Maybe not how I've phrased No, <laughs> no, not a come sit on my lap and, and ask about ducks. What is poking out of Santa's lap, Kevin? <laughs> a Christmas gift? <laughs> Such a good boy, Kevin. (laughs) I quacked him up. Uh, A couple years ago, I went out to Alaska and road tripped all around. And that was really cool. Did some fly fishing. Uh, in the end of August, early September. And, uh, it was not duck season, obviously out that way, but I have done a lot of research into all the cool ducks that you can drop out in like the Bering Sea area, the Aleutian Islands. Uh, my in-laws have some good friends that have done a lot of hunting out there. They go fishing out there like twice a year. Um, and the coolest stores that guy has is from going duck hunting in the back woods of nowhere. His plane, he's been in like three plane crashes and bush planes, uh, trying to find fly fishing spots and duck hunting spots and like just unbelievable. And, uh, man, it'd be really cool to shoot some eider. Just, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah, that would be cool. I would love, uh, a Harlequin, a Barrow's golden eye, Miters out there. Uh, I mean, any any bird that flies out there is an awesome. Like they don't have lame birds out that way. Well, any duck you kill isn't lame, but okay, you get my point of like, yeah, you, man, I just, uh, you're right. That 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 came out wrong. I just meant like, you know, you're not sitting there being like, all right, we got uh, four mergansers and whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you're like uh, a river hunt where we're. Passion Murgies. Right. I so yeah. my point is like, man, there's some beautiful, huge, plumed out birds up that way that would just yeah. be really cool to see that you'd never see ever again. And all the great food that you have up in Alaska is just incredible. It's amazing. It'd be cool to go back. All right. Let's make that happen, bud. Next next Patreon. Next Patreon. We're going to, go to all Alaska. Right. All right. Maybe. <laughs> so I think I'm I'm going to list it. I've got 3. After you just described yours, I, it made it jogged my brain. So, I have 3 bucket list hunts that are are doable. I would like to do a little more big game hunting. I know this is a dog training duck hunting podcast, but going uh, out sure west, there's some overlap here. Going out west to Idaho for Master National and seeing mule deer, elk, pronghorn really opened my eyes to how vast and great our country is in our, like our natural resources for, for cool animals to hunt, the land that you see while you're hunting them, the hiking opportunities, the the people, the food, the... Whatever. We live in a cool country, man. Yeah. 
and you can just drive there. I mean, it took a long time to get there, but we could, we could do it. We could, you know, me and you could sit in a truck and drive 20 hours and get in Wyoming and go on a three-day pronghorn hunt or a mule deer hunt and drive back or a five-day, right? And so you take a week off of work. Like, one week is not a killer. It's not like we're doing a 10-day, you know, cross-country thing. Like, yeah. I don't, I mean, like, across, like, into Canada or whatever. My point is, like, that would be something I'd, I'd like to, in I'd be interested in learning more about because I'm not a big game hunter. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a deer hunter. We hunt deer. I like sitting in a deer stand. I killed a deer this year, but I'm not, uh, generally speaking, big game hunter. And um, generally speaking, I would not even consider myself one. But just seeing the country out there, I want to go and sit on a mountaintop and look for elk. I want to hear an elk bugle. I want to see an elk come in. I want to see a herd of elk move through a pa- uh, a pasture and or a pronghorn running across the prairie. Like that stuff gets me excited after driving out there. And so that would be something in the next few years. I'd like to investigate more, figure out financially, figure out timeline wise of like juggling hunts and puppies and life and this and that like take one week and go explore something i'm not comfortable doing big game hunting right and in a place that really tests you so that's one that's one we have a family friend that uh has a fly fishing guiding business out in jackson hole wyoming and uh they do pronghorn hunts too all right well sign us up no, I'm being serious. Yep. So I, I wanted to do it this year, and it just didn't really pan out COVID life. But well, he said, come on out next year. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would. And it, it's doable, totally doable. So then uh, grouse-wise, I would love to do Michigan with our, our buddy Uncle Ronnie, mm-hmm. Ron Bame. Oh, yeah. My friend Hammer from college. He's getting into grouse hunting? He's got two. Dang. Uh, yeah, English setter, doesn't he? No, shoot. Brock, Brock Francais? I think it's a Brock Francais, which is a French-looking German short hair pointer. It's not the same breed. Sure, a, sure, sure. But I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure. It does look like a German short hair. They're called a Brock Francais. Don't quote me. But anywho hammer going out there would be a blast and do like upper peninsula grouse woods or main grouse woods See, i didn't realize we had like all this was like a where's your biggest go-to because i want to hit maine yeah yeah i would love to go up there and it's not that far it's an eight hour drive seven hour drive like we could go and do it we just have to put our plans in place i loved your wish list of like man it's kind of expensive hard to you know alaska but I'm thinking, like, you know, this is a doable more trip. doable? Yeah. yeah. No, that's a very doable. Yeah. These thing. are doable. We just have to plan them and, and make them happen. But that's life. Every, like, if you're really listening in, I want to do some of these trips this year, and life blew by me. Duck season blown by me. I've gone five times. That's sad. You haven't even been out, have you? I have not been out. Right. Between baby, work. Yeah. We just haven't gone baby. out. You know, just so we've got to prioritize a little bit of us time and for our mental clarity, for our our sake. And we're going, you know, we're we did the Jeff Coates thing like, yes, that's going to be awesome and epic. But, you know, that's only one hunt this year. We need to maybe try and do something more. So, all right, my grouse hunt would be either hunt with Uncle Ronnie Bame up in Michigan or uh, Maine and, and hunt some grouse in Maine. And then for duck hunting, man, your Alaska one sounds bad to the bone. But I still have yet to hunt flooded timber in Arkansas. I know, that was kind of what I was, that was my other. I've been to Arkansas. Between the two, you know? Yeah, and, and I know it's it's one of those, like, you're shooting mallards, but I that's like my favorite duck to shoot. I love how they decoy. I love calling to them. I love working the decoys. I love shooting mallard ducks, and I like shooting them right. And, um, you know, sitting next to a tree with Memphis and invi- like I envision it. I can close my eyes and imagine me and her and a couple buddies leaning up against a tree in a timber hole 
and working ducks and watching her do it. And she's getting older, man. Like, if I don't do it in the next three years, she might not get to. Yeah. So, you know, that's a that's a future hunting bucket list, ducket list trip Yeah, for me and her. I just, uh, see, no, I agree. It's, it's, it's almost hard because it's like, of course, it would be really cool to go shoot, you know, sea ducks up in Alaska. It'd be cool to go grouse hunting in Maine, and it'd be cool to go, like, shoot mallards just tweetering down through the trees. Isn't that what everybody would say? Yeah, we just got to do it. Life's too short not to. Yeah. Hence what we're thankful for. Next year we'll say, I'm thankful we took a week vacation and, you know, went to Maine and hunted our setters and shot you you would be shooting at grouse i'd be killing them but you know it'd be awesome man done deal let's do it all right segment number three santa's wish list all right uncle kevin what do you want from Santa this year? If you could have anything, I uh, so want. I made I made a list. I had two things uh, on here on our whiteboard. Uh, One of mine was X rated and probably ain't happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have been tinkering with the idea of a twelve gauge over under. I have a twenty gauge over under. And I dislike cleaning my automatic shotgun. I think partially I'm an idiot and partially they're just not that easy to clean. And uh, so I, I have uh, actually you gifted me uh, Beretta A300 Outlander. Yeah. She purdy. Purdy gun. Smooth. Love it. Really enjoy shooting it. But man, when you got to clean it, it's like kind of a pain in the butt. Now, you crack open an over-under and, and whoosh, whoosh, done, clean as a whistle. It's just nice. Aside from the fact that I think that they're sharp looking, when do you really ever use that third shot? I do every time, but really it's just Taking blowing. It the plug. Just blowing an extra shell out that way because uh, you use them if you got them. But you don't need it. And... You might. Usually. Yeah. But like. I'm with you. Dude, you know, I you know what I'm saying? Like I just. God, they're awesome. They're just awesome. And from. I mean, you can get them. You don't have to spend 10 grand on a shotgun. Jesus, no. Steven's over under like four or 500 bucks. I just got to do it. Yeah. So I. Uh, but I've also been looking for a gun for uh, Mr. Jack. Yeah. Is that on your list or are you just throwing it out there? No, it's not on my list over there, but it is. I've been thinking, like, it'd be really cool to get a 410. We don't have a 410 in the family. It'd be awesome to have, like, a little shotgun. Sure. Get him one. Yeah, I know. I no, I know. You're right. I, I need to. Uh, but, yeah, you 100% should get little Jack a little 410 or a, a 20 gauge. and Yeah. That'd Figure something out. Yeah, that'd be sick, man. What a great gift. Yeah. Do you remember your first gun? I, yeah, the first one I bought? No. Your first gun ever? No. I don't know what you're getting at. Grandpa Owens, when he was passing away, gave you the twenty-two oh. revolver. Oh, I thought you meant. No, I, of course I remember that. I shoot that not as much as I would like to, but, um, I mean... It's awesome. It's in my gun case. It's a little Colt Police Positive 22. It's awesome. It's in really good shape. That was your first gun. That's like the first yeah, gun no, you've yeah, ever. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I was, uh, well, I was like 13, 14. Yeah. So it sat in dad's until so you could get right, a pistol right, permit. Right, right. But yeah, but yeah um, no, that's a good, I guess that was my first gun. What was your first shotgun? Uh, remember Doug we worked for? <laughs> yeah. What a. What a guy. Doug. <laughs> we can use his name. Doug. Uh, I don't know how much you want to share about Doug. Nah. Just yeah. tell him about the gun. Uh, so uh, Doug collected guns also, and uh, I bought a 12-gauge 
uh, Remington 870 off him. But like, a, you have a kind of a nice one because I had an 870. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Eh. I mean, it's like actual wood. It's nice. I don't know. Yeah. He he bought it and it was like, wow, you can never have too many of these. So he never <laughs> shot it and uh, was kind enough to give me a good deal on it. And that was my first gun. I I didn't even know like how to take it apart or whatever. But it was like, you know, yeah, let's do it. And uh, no, that was that was pretty cool. And I still have it. And I just converted it into my uh, deer gun. Yeah. This year, I threw a scope on there, and boy, does that kick! Yeah, oh, mule. Yeah, genuinely, it, like, isn't fun to shoot anymore. It it, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it's not cool. Um. All right, my first gun would be the Marlin. If we're going way back, yeah. I can't remember if Grandpa gave me the Marlin twenty two, or if dad and i bought like i pitched in and he pitched in and he bought it from a friend at work uh steven side by side 12 gauge and so i timeline wise i can't remember but those two guns do stick out of like they were my first guns the marlin 22 and the steven side by side 12 gauge and uh super cool like just the that marlin 20 uh 22 my grandpa bought as a boy like legit boy and he saved his money up pennies working you know nickels working quarters working and it was like 20 bucks and he saved up all year long or two years long and he bought a marlin 22 and he it still looks brand new like looks like it's never been shot and uh he would he would tell stories of shooting rabbits on the run with the 22 and uh yeah he was a a real he was a marksman yeah, yeah. Honestly, he had competitive shooter and all that jazz. Um, but so that's my list. It's a short and sweet list. All right, mine's longer because I put more thought into it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the first one, my Santa list. If he came down the chimney and I sat on his big old thick thighed lap, and I felt his whiskers just tickling my neck, and his heavy breathing of eggnog. And molasses cookies just wasping into my nostrils. Uh, I would say, Santa, my Browning Satori's getting a little banged up. <laughs> She's getting a little rusty. She's hurting. Um, so I would, I, I honestly think I would like either a 12 or an, a 20 Satori. Really? It's the same gun I have. Well, no, I understand that, but, but I meant more on the twenty gauge. I didn't know you were because uh, you have a bunch of twenty gauges. So I have five. Yep i I like taking that grouse hunting surprisingly because you know most people like the over under and you're only shooting once at a grouse anyways. But I just it's a fun gun. Um, and maybe I'll eh, I'll give a quick story on Scruffy Max just so everybody knows. Scruffy Max is a client of mine. He was a pit bull mix from way back in the day when I first started my business. And his owners were were older, and they were the nicest people in the world. And the freaking Humane Society in Syracuse was like, yeah, this is a sh- mini schnauzer. And they're like, oh, cool. We got a mini schnauzer. What a great breed. Max wow. was full-blown pit bull that had a little scruff to him. He, he looked like an he, old man. Yeah. And he, he was built like a brick shit house. He was humongous. <laughs> he was no he mini was, schnauzer. No. And he was uh, awesome. But he was reactive on leash and he was very, very, very protective of these old folks. When he was training with me, he was gentle. He was kind. He freaking rode in my front seat with me. He was like my buddy. And they'd go on vacations all the time. And hell yeah, Max want to come back for 14 days? Bring him, baby. Make that money. You know, and Max would come. And we'd do a little obedience, tighten him up, you know, for him. And he'd just ride around in the truck, play with the other dogs, and he was go awesome, to our training man. grounds, right? So he one, loved Rachel. Yeah, he was great. He, scruffy he, Max. Yeah, yeah, Scruffy Max. So one day, uh, I get a call from Marty. I go to a, excuse me, let me back up. Me and Slippery Steve Salomon go to the Syracuse gun show, and I find this light 20 A5. And I've always loved an A5. I think they're classic they the, are They're the cool. humpback it's just a classic classic gun and um 
it's made by Browning if you're all if you're not familiar. So uh it was like 650 bucks, which is a steal, FYI, but I just I'm not, you know, I don't I don't make a lot of money, man, like $650. I just can't do it. So I, I thanked the man and walked away. And we get in the truck and old Marty calls me. And he's like, Bob, we got a real impromptu vacation we're thinking of going on. Can you take Max for a month? <laughs> How much do you think it'll be? I go, How about six hundred and fifty bucks? <laughs> I'll pick him up now. Like go get Scruffy Max, get the cash, me and Slippery Steve, drive back to the gun show, buy the A five, and I love that gun to this day. So re- Rock and roll, Marty and Scruffy Max. Great story. Anyways. I didn't know that. I didn't know it's like, yeah, hell yeah. That's funny. So Scruffy Max bought me a gun. I might have even undercharged him. I don't even know back then what I charged people for boarding, but I'm like, uh, 650? Oh, great. Pick them up now. He was like, sweet, <laughs> sweet. So, uh, but anyways, I would love, and I've kind of been dabbling with thinking of getting it Cerakoted. So you know what that is? Yeah, no, I do. So what do you... I don't know if I like it. So I'm a very... uh, For everybody just listening, I'm I'm a nostalgic kind of guy. I like wood. Yeah. I like wood grain. I like the bluing. I like when the bluing gets older. I like the scratches in the wood. I just... That's my thing. But I think for how hard I, I worked my Satori in the last like five, six, seven years, that thing's... That thing's rocked. Yeah. But and if you Cerakote it, I feel like it would last longer. And but I don't know. I. I but at the same time, don't you kind of every I, time you I, you pick up that Satori, you're like, man, look at this, look at this bent rib on top. Look at this. Look, this is from this grouse hunt. This is from this over here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're that's, right. that's half the fun. You're I right. bought my my over under. I bought new. I didn't want anybody else's stories behind it. I didn't want anybody else's birds. No other dogs hunted over it. Because I wanted to make my own scratches. Has it ever killed anything? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm. You get my point though. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, you'll hand that down. Yeah, but yeah, here's yeah. the kicker. I think my Satori. I don't know if I'll get to hand it down. It's so no. Freaking... That but but would you have it any other way? Nah, probably not. So would you? So why Saracote it? I get it. All right. Know. So I'll I mean, just they're, take. They're... Hey, if Browning's listening, hello Browning, Santa baby, <laughs> Uncle Bob wants a twenty or twelve gauge Satori. And uh, I'll beat the hell out of it and make <laughs> memories with it. Um, the next thing, this is like a a thing I've always had or wanted or dreamed of as a kid, high school kid, when everybody was getting their first cars and stuff. And I was always a little envious of the dude who got the the green Jeep with tan interior and a tan soft rag top. I've always wanted one. Jack it up a little bit, put a little little mud tire on it, take the doors off, take the top off, and just cruise. Or, more recently, I've been a little bit more obsessed with a Toyota Land Cruiser FJ60, which, again, if you're not familiar, it sort of looks like an old Grand Cherokee, sort of. And they're from, like, the late 80s. Like, they're as old as I am, right? You can get, like, an 84, 86, 87 FJ60. Stick shift. And they were, like, a old-school, badass, four-wheel drive kind of thing. And I just, I've always wanted one. If I'm sitting on Santa's lap and I got to huff his freaking molasses cookie eggnog breath, I'm going to tell him I want an FJ60, son. So, see if he brings it to me. I don't know. I just thought, well, drive it down the chimney. Yeah, drive that pig right out the driveway, son. (laughs) So, what else you got on that list? Anything else? Yeah, I got two more things. (laughs) Uh, The next thing is is more business wise, a new uh, taxidermist. (laughs) That taxidermist was awful. Whatever, he can suck it. (laughs) I hope Santa. Shits in his stocking. <laughs> Anyways, I hope the kids didn't hear that if you're listening in the car, but he can, he sucked. He ruined the chucker and pheasant. They're, they're, a, they're 
good from far, far from good. If you look at it across my room and it's kind of shadowy, you're like, like, oh, it's a cool looking pheasant. You get up close, you're like, oh, what happened to huh. Did you drag it through the mud and just stick it on a wall? No, whatever. What um, else you got on that list? So uh, a male puppy. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I would. I do not own my own male. Now, we've got Bowie in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. If people want to breed to him. He's a client dog. We've got Dad's Dog Boss here in New York if people want to breed to him, or if I do. Like, our current litter um, is from Boss, and they're they're going to be great. But I want my own male like I had with Buck. Like, that just big, strong, carried himself with a presence. And when you go to Master National every year, you don't have to worry about coming into heat. You don't got to worry about... You know, uh, should we have a litter or not have a litter because it's going to throw them off of, you know, timing, and, timing, yeah. and and uh, and I want to just, I don't know. So what I'm thinking is, Quinn, I think Quinn, she's two two and change. She just turned two like late summer. She's built beautifully. She's got a phenomenal disposition and a phenomenal talent. She got a good attitude too. Yeah, like everything about her is like the real deal. And then my old dog Buck, you can't get his dad's semen anymore. So how do I try and like? Because Buck is like the classic. He's just a good-looking dog, great build, great size, great demeanor, great trainability, great everything. How do I try and bring that old piece, that older blood, that grand hunting retriever champion, that master hunter, that he was qualified, that old dog was qualified all age master hunter, grand hunting retriever champion. That was my old dog's dad. And it it's dead. He's gone. That was right, 20 but, years ago. Not, I mean, yeah, I bet that dog was born 20 plus years ago. If Buck's 12 and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I bet. Math. Yeah. So what I've found is... I found a master hunter, and I believe maybe even HRCH. So HRCH master hunter, yellow male, looks like Buck, almost to a T, but maybe like five pounds bigger. Really? Super friendly, super nice dog. And if I breed him to Quinn, then I would potentially keep a black male that has yellow factor so it can produce black and yellow puppies and have a a full-blown lone duck, true blue, from the start, lone duck male. And if Santa could bring me that. <laughs> Santa could just make that happen. If Santa can make that happen. And well, can we make that happen? Yeah, hell yeah, we can make it happen. It's just the time. It's, it's going to be... It'll be next Christmas when we're talking about this. Like, hey, Quinn got Brad. Like more seriously, you think? Yeah. Well, so she's not. She just came into heat. Didn't do it. She'll come into heat six months from now. And if I want her to compete in Master National, right? She can't get bred. So I think we talked about this on a recent show. Yeah. So we'll wait. Probably have to be one year from now, basically. Yeah. Or or roughly eleven months from now. Sure. We'll breed her to that male, and hopefully have. You know my pick, male, and and raise them up. So that'll be cool. And why why wouldn't you want a yellow? She only produces black. It's a good answer then. Yep. So they will be factored for yellow, but yeah, not the whole will be black. Um, which is cool because then I can breed him to yellow dogs, black dogs, whatever. Right. And Produce yeah. blacks and yellows. Um, and chocolates? Is that how that works? No. Okay. I don't really. I'd have to. We don't s- have to get into it. Yeah, I can't. I'll Off the top of my head, I, I got to look at a chart and describe, you know, A plus B equals two chocolates. Big R, little R. Yeah. The last thing I would ask from Santa, and this is something that I think Santa just can't do, is a better beard. <laughs> just santa help me one half of my face is bearded and the other half is patchy 
<laughs> one half is cold. <laughs> one one under my neck. It's got a good neck beard. There's a spot missing in between my mustache, <laughs> underneath my chin. I just, if he could just rub a little of his eggnog on it and let, let it grow, it, let it grow a little bit, I'd be real appreciative. But everybody, I just want to tell you all that uh, we're really, really thankful for you. We're really, really appreciative of you tuning in and being a part of our journey. Every year this podcast grows. Our community grows. Uh, the friends that we have on the podcast grow. And it's just a extremely special thing that I appreciate you all being a part of the ride. Um, Kevin, you want to say something you're thankful for for these guys? Anytime now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I mean, I kind of went into this a little bit earlier. It's just been fun. It's been very fun. Uh, I'm grateful that we have a, a weekly tradition where we do this. It's not necessarily a job. It's just a good time. And we have a, a, a lot of fun and a lot of cool people that we've been able to meet and go do hunting trips all over the country because of the people that we've called and had a good time with and had a beer over, you know, talking dogs and have hitting yeah. it off and being like, you know what, why, well, why don't we come down and go hunting for a weekend? And I'm, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of rare, yeah. but it's cool. And, no, I appreciate uh, so that cool. too. You're right. I appreciate the the guests we've had on that taking time out of their day to do it and share their knowledge and passion for what we do to provide you guys with some listening pleasure. So again, everybody, uh, wholeheartedly, uh, a genuine thank you from both Kevin and I. Uh, it means a lot that every week you tune in. And um, I just want to say Merry Christmas. Hey, do me a solid. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy our Instagram, if we've helped you at all, join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. If you do it before September of 2023, you're going to enter to win a hunt with me and Kevin and a bunch of other Patreon members down in Missouri. We're going to smack some ducks, have some fun, do a seminar with our dogs, and have a great time. But jump into patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. Links in the description. And join the community that helps me help you help your dog. Hey, listeners, Nick Larson here, host of the Bird Shop Podcast. As fans of this show, you may be interested in the conversations on the Bird Shop Podcast, where we discuss all things upland hunting, from upland birds and their habitat and conservation to the shotguns, bird dogs, and gear used to pursue them. Whether you're a seasoned upland hunter or just getting started and wanting to learn more, I interview a wide range of guests, each with their own unique perspective and valuable experience to share. If you're on the hunt for more upland hunting conversation, please consider subscribing to the Bird Shop Podcast today. Thank you.